Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. On today's topic, we'll be talking about uh, the journey of uh, the soul. The journey of the soul. What do you do when your life feels like it has hit the wall? Or when you feel like uh, you are stuck? You hear people say, I have uh, hit the wall, or I feel spiritually dry, stuck, or my life is not going anywhere. Well, on today's program, the couple I have, Drs. Bill and Christy, they're going to help us exactly address that. In your book, Journey of the Soul, you talk about uh, times in our journey when we hit the wall in our spiritual and emotional growth. Can you talk to that a little bit uh, with us? Well, it's a universal experience that everybody has in, in their faith and as we follow Jesus that there are times where we experience spiritual dryness or we get stuck or we just get confused as to where we are and we call that hitting the wall. And you know, uh, in this last year with the pandemic uh, worldwide, uh, we, we've all been at a wall with all the social distancing and the, the divisiveness and conflict that has emerged uh, related to that and other issues. It's been a really, really tough season, you know, especially for Christians not being able to gather in our churches in many cases. and so. We're really struggling to find the, the energy and the joy and the intimacy with God that we long for. So many of us are at that wall. Oftentimes, we might feel like our faith has just become so familiar, kind of rote even. We've lost our spiritual passion. Maybe we've even begun to doubt God or question if it's all real what we, or if it's just something that we've believed because we've been told. And so when we're at the wall, we're really starting to kind of disorientation in our relationship with God and in our faith. What are some signs we have, uh, what are some signs that shows that we have hit the wall? Well, we, we might lose our motivation for uh, reading the Bible, uh, for prayer, for going to church, uh, or maybe we feel this sense of God being distant. You know, even, even in the Psalms, we read the, the psalmist say, you know, why, oh God, is your face hidden from me? Or why do you let the righteous suffer and, and the wicked prosper? Uh, why, why is it my prayer seem to just bouncing off the ceiling? So these kinds of experiences uh, are times when we're struggling in our faith, and we've probably hit this wall that's part of the journey of the Christ stages. Uh, many of us hit the wall a number of times uh, as we're following Jesus and growing emotionally and spiritually. Sometimes hitting a wall can look like compassion fatigue, where you're just exhausted. You don't have anything left to give. You might feel a sense of duty when you hit the wall, like everything you're doing is just kind of rote. It's just dutiful. There's, there's no longer any real passion or pleasure left in it. You have experienced a wall in your journey, and uh, if so, would you be willing to share your experience uh, uh, with us? I've hit the wall uh, hard three times, three major times in my life. Of course, I've had many, many trials and difficult experiences. We, we all do, but the wall is uh, a time of trial where uh, we feel stuck in our faith and God feels distant. And so for me, the first time was when I was in college and I had a job that was a really difficult experience where I felt uh, verbally and emotionally abused and 
really struggled with that and got depressed and was praying about it. And uh, I just just felt like God was not really with me and, and wasn't loving me. And I didn't feel like I was a good Christian witness in, in this job. And so I got really discouraged and w- was really wrestling in my faith. And so that was a time I didn't understand what was going, going on. I didn't have the language that we teach in Journey of the Soul. And so I didn't, I didn't know that it was a wall. And I, I didn't know about the Christ stages. And then later in, in life, in uh, my 30s, as a counselor and as a pastor, I was overworking and, and I burned out. And I was really struggling and wrestling with that. And that was another wall experience. And though I had a lot of knowledge then about uh, faith and discipleship and emotional and spiritual growth, I didn't have the, the specificity of this map of the soul with the Christ stages. And so that also was a time that was very disorienting to me. And I didn't know what God was doing. And I wasn't feeling God's presence the same way. And I was spiritually dry. And I lost my motivation and, and really my affection for God. And so that was a stuck time. And then there was a time a few years ago where in my leadership, I, I hit the wall and I was really wrestling and struggling. But what was totally different about this time was now I had the knowledge about the Christ stages. I had the map. I, I knew about the wall and I knew what the Holy Spirit was wanting to do in my life in, in this transition season. And so I wasn't disoriented. It was still a, a difficult experience. But it wasn't a sense of feeling abandoned by the Lord or being totally stuck because now I knew that there was actually hidden uh, works of grace going on in my life and that, th- that this season, that God was actually loving me through this to do a new work in my life. I wow. also hit the wall. And when I hit the wall, it was because I was in midlife. I had three teenagers. I was working in private practice. And I had been working with a lot of people that had just suffered immensely and horribly and i had been feeling so much empathy for them and then in church ministry as well and i just hit the wall of beginning to doubt god's goodness and love because i was seeing so much suffering in the pool of pain with people day after day and i began to realize that while i professed that god was loving the reality of sometimes my behavior showed that i wasn't trusting him to be good and loving so I hit the wall and it was kind of a faith crisis with having to re-examine, do I really believe what I profess, what I teach in the church to be true for me personally? Are there things you hear people say when they hit the wall? Yeah, they say things like, you know, God is feeling uh, far from me. Uh, I'm feeling like I don't have energy and motivation. You know, a praying just feels like going through lists of of uh, requests and petitions and, and people to pray for. And it's, it's just gotten boring for me. I'm just distracted all the time. The Bible, it feels familiar. Like I know it, it's, it's not really, it's not really reaching me. And uh, they're just feeling this uh, spiritual dryness and discouragement. Yeah. They've lost any longing for God or any sense of closeness, any ability to experience his presence with them. Oftentimes they're saying things like, you know, I can't pray anymore. I don't even know what to pray. And even if I did, I'm not even confident God hears anymore. Other times people feel like, you know, I, why, why, I just don't know why to keep going to church. It's not really speaking to me. It's not ministering to me. And so it's this sense of, of disorientation. And, and what's happening is there's, there's been a change. We're in a, in a new season, uh, what we call a, a new stage of the soul, a new Christ stage. And so that's the, the problem is when we don't have the language for our feelings and our faith, when we don't understand that the different stages that we go through, 
we can get disoriented and lost and stuck and then end up getting discouraged and, and sort of maybe walk away from the Lord or, or not have the same heart for God as we had before. And so it, it's so helpful, so important in, in our individual journeys of the soul and in our discipleship to Jesus for you know, our faith to be uh, unstoppable, as you're always talking about, Dr. Charles. We have to understand these rhythms of the soul and the, the ups and downs and the emotions that we experience. And how, how do we move through that with Jesus in a way that we're, we're progressing through the, the, the stages, through the journey in this life of love? For those who find themselves at the wall, what hope and guidance can you offer? Well, you know, the, really the best help we give is to give this picture of the, the map of your soul. And when, when you understand the Christ stages, what you realize is that when you're at this wall, this faith crisis, this spiritual dryness, this compassion fatigue, or this burnout, these different types of walls that we talk about, to understand that the Holy Spirit is actually doing a great work of grace. It's not that God causes these walls, but it's that the sovereign Lord within this time of trial is actually ministering in a loving way and drawing us into what we call the inner journey or, or the I stage and the Christ stages. And the, the inner journey is potentially a wonderful season of spiritual renewal and reinvigoration and new intimacy with God and new emotional and relational health as we're just growing deeper in God's love. And the wall combined with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, actually evokes this inner journey because the very questions that we're wrestling with and struggling with, if we will ask those questions, pray through those questions, share those with, with a trustworthy brother or sister in Christ, and, and, and unpack our, our emotions and, and be vulnerable through all of that, what happens is we start growing in self-awareness, we receive empathy, so we're, we're, we're connecting more deeply in our relationships, and that helps us to, to begin to, again, experience this sense of God's loving presence and this sense of purpose in our life. And so we find that as our self-awareness grows, our intimacy with God grows. As we're confessing sins or struggles or crying out with, with hurts, and we're receiving that forgiveness, we're receiving that comfort and grace for our need, it opens up our soul, it opens up our relationship with God, and so we can start coming into this season of renewal that we call the inner journey. I think one of the things that we need to realize when we hit the wall is that we're hitting a wall because we've been depending upon ourselves. And when we're at the wall, we're recognizing that our false self-structures that we've created in order to survive in this world are not working for us. It's really not that God isn't working for us. It's that we haven't really been depending upon him fully. And at the wall, there's an opportunity to come to discover that. And as we press through and we're willing to die to some of the false self, to become aware of some of those ways we've been depending upon ourselves and even not letting the Lord rebirth in us this false sense of, of our true identity, our true self in him, then it's, it doesn't work. We've come to the end of it. And it's that at the end of our false self then that we have this true hope of really learning to, to live into this adventure with Jesus where we're depending upon his spirit, where we're walking with him, we're working with him. And life is a, becomes a great adventure then for him, full of power beyond our imagination. This is what Paul is talking about when he talks to us using the word grace. Grace is, is power. It, it is undeserved favor, but it is more than just that. It's power for living and obeying Jesus. I couldn't wait to ask this question. I want you to know, Dr. Bill and Dr. Christie, 
I couldn't wait to ask this question I'm about to ask you. Can spiritual dryness or getting stuck be a hidden opportunity for deeper growth and joy? Yeah, we talk about two rhythms of grace uh, in Journey of the Soul. The one is called consolation, which is a, a felt sense of God's presence. And the other is desolation, which is when God feels absent. And, but the important teaching here uh, and the teaching of the, of the Bible is that even in these times of desolation or trials, God is good. God is kind and beautiful and loving and ministering grace to us. So, so yes, there is a, a great hidden opportunity when we're at the wall and dealing with these struggles. And it is this um, sense of, of the Holy Spirit surfacing from deep within us these, these questions and these feelings, and, and sometimes it's negative feelings of, of doubt or discouragement or, or frustration or anxiety. And, and maybe in the past, we've tried not to feel those things. and We sort of push that stuff down. But if we will cooperate with the Holy Spirit, who is called the Spirit of Truth in the Bible, and also the Spirit of Grace, then what happens is the Holy Spirit is surfacing these aspects from within our soul that we would bring that into our relationship with God, and that opens us up to a deeper experience of, of the compassion of Christ and the unfailing love of God. Yeah, well, in our model, in our book, Journey of the Soul, we talk about these different stages of growth and development. They're all natural stages of growth and development. They're integrated among the research on cognitive development and psychological, emotional development, social development, spiritual development. God has created us marvelously. And in our development, they all fit together. And we've identified just easy ways to understand these developmental stages that we progress in and the way that God has created us. And when we've hit the wall, we're usually somewhere between the R stage, which is responsibilities and ministry, where we've discovered some of the gifts God's given us, the talents he's given us. We've been able to use them with others in his family, and his body, and that's, that's been exciting. But we also are being invited into this next stage. After the R comes the I stage, the inner journey stage Bill was talking about. For each of these stages, we have a symbol that we identify that helps us to understand the stage and, and what God's doing in our life because he's with us. He's at work in our life in every stage. And in the I stage, the symbol is a shovel because God is asking us to let him uncover some things in our soul. And so at the wall, there's this opportunity for us to say yes to his invitation to put our hand with him on the shovel and let him start to unearth some of these things that we've repressed in our soul Think of our soul as, as a garden, and the, the Lord is inviting us to let him open it up because there's some sin weeds that have taken root there that he wants mm -hmm. to uproot. There's some parasites in there that he wants to bring us healing and freedom from, but we have to be willing to let, to let ourselves be exposed, to get emotionally honest with what's really going on and let go of some of those false structures, some of those false identities that we've been attached to is trying to cover, to be able to be willing to, um, to own where we're in shame and invite God's healing light and grace into that area to bring us healing. After we've allowed the Lord to uproot and to free and to heal us in some of these deep areas that we've kept repressed in the darkness, then he begins to plant some new seeds some seeds of his grace that will grow into great fruitfulness in the next stage of spirit-led ministry. 
Praise God. I'm enjoying this. We have time. We have time. We've done amazingly well with time, which makes me now, I've actually reshuffled the questions I originally wanted to ask. So what I want us to do here, I want you to give me a very good, uh, I think it's about uh, nine minutes recap or summary on the crust stages that you write about in your latest book, Journey of the Soul. So just take over, do that recap of the crust stages. Could you do that? Oh, yes. You know, we love to share this with you and your listeners, Dr. Charles, because we've put a lifetime of study and uh, personal experience, including a lot of uh, struggles, as we were talking about earlier, to understand this model of the Christ stages. And, and every person on the planet is somewhere in these stages. Even, even someone that doesn't yet know Jesus, they're, they're approaching that C stage. And the C stage is confidence in Christ. That's where we're, we're born from above. And God's life comes into our soul, into our body, in, into our whole being. And, and, and everything becomes new because it's not just me. Now it's me and God, and I'm in a community with, with other Christ followers. And so that's the beginning of our journey of, of faith as a, as a Christian is when we put our, our trust in our faith, our, our confidence in Christ. That's the C stage. And then the H stage is for help and discipleship. You know, we've, we've come to trust Christ and we've come to accept him as our Lord and Savior. And so in the C stage now, maybe we are trying to figure out now, Jesus is, is telling me to, to pray, but I don't know how to pray. And so we maybe need some help from somebody in the church who can help disciple us into how, what, it, what, it, what does prayer mean? What does it look like to worship? We're, we're getting involved in a community where we're learning to worship the Lord through, through song, through prayer, with our words. And also we need help with understanding the Bible. We know we've learned at this point that the Bible is God's word, but when we read it, we maybe don't understand it. There's lots of new language in there and lots of questions, mercy, grace, what's the difference? And, uh, how, what does it look like for me then to to repent? And so help and discipleship involves things like Bible study, things like um, worshiping in community, and beginning to grow as Christians and as followers of Jesus. And then we come to the R stage in the Christ model, and that's responsibilities in ministry, and not just professional ministry, but any any way that we might serve the Lord, even within our family context or even within the, the marketplace in a, uh, in a company, in, in our work, what is, might be working with our hands, but uh, certainly in, in church ministry, nonprofit ministry, but any kind of work that we do is we're discovering our gifts that God has given us, our spiritual gifts that, that Paul talks about in the New Testament, and we're, we're using these gifts to help other people and to draw them into God's presence and lead them closer to Jesus and to, to minister the, the compassion of, of Christ to them, to help them heal or to grow or to make changes in their life or to be encouraged or, or to join us in, in serving the poor and the needy. And so there, there's so much work to do in, in God's kingdom, right? And so and in our churches, you know, we, we gather people and, and we go and do uh, service projects in, in the community. Uh, in the city around us, and we go on, go on mission trips to share the gospel and, and to love people who are, are struggling in different ways. And so responsibilities in ministry is a wonderful stage, and it's an important expression of our faith that we would overflow, that it's not, it's not just for me, but it's for other people. And, and learning to obey the teachings of the Lord really come down to loving our neighbor 
and loving all the people that we can. And so that's what the R stage is full of that. Now, what happens is after some time, so some years in the R stage, and we, and we go back and forth between these C, H, and R stages and, and the other ones to come. But after some time in the R stage, we often will get tired and we might even burn out. And it, we're probably going to hit that wall. If, if we haven't already earlier in our journey, we're, we're, we're likely to hit it in the R stage. And what this, what's happening here, as Christy mentioned earlier, is we're depending too much on ourself and our own abilities or even the gifts that God has given us, but, but not depending on the Holy Spirit within us and all around us. And so we're working hard for God, but it's, at some point we, we, we run out. And so that's where we can hit that wall or have a faith crisis. And then uh, the wall in our model, it's not a stage, it's a transition season. And that transition season can occur at any stage, but it's going to evoke these, these questions and these feelings and then hopefully this longing for God that can then stir us. If, if we will respond to the, the invitations of the Spirit of Jesus, then we're being nudged towards this second half of the journey. And, and this, is, this is a really, really big deal. We call this the soul pivot. And it's why we've been uh, emphasizing this uh, in this conversation with you, Dr. Charles, is because we really want you who are listening to understand that, that when, you, when you hit this wall or when you feel sort of bored with your spiritual life and you feel like, is this all there is? What we are saying to you is there is so much more. You just need eyes to see it. You need the heart to feel it. And so we're giving you the language now. In Journey of the Soul, we're giving you the language for your feelings and your faith and how they go together as you follow Jesus at each of these Christ stages. So at the wall, what's being evoked is, is the inner journey. The inner journey stage is a stage where we are recognizing that we can be authentic with God. We can be honest with ourselves and with others. We're learning that it's, our Christian life isn't about trying to earn God's favor or even other people's favor. We're in the inner journey. We're really coming to understand that God accepts us fully as we are in all of our sin, all of our brokenness. And we're also getting a vision that God wants to to not leave us where we are, but that actually he wants to do a deeper healing work in us. And so we're becoming more aware and more honest about the parts of our soul that are broken, where our soul has become split by sin and where it needs some repairing, some healing. And so as we become more emotionally honest with our sins, with our need and our desperation for God, with our, our brokenness in some areas in our life that we haven't been willing to look at because they've been painful and we've been trying to cover them up with busyness and all kinds of even good service. Um, and we've been, we've been really kind of consumer Christians in those early stages. Uh, sure. Underneath it all, we've been very oriented on for me, for me, for me. And even what we're doing for others, we're getting a lot of kickback of our, our egos getting stroked because of the gifts that we have and how we're using them. Even though we're, we're maybe doing it for God, we're still receiving a lot in that. And we're, we're getting more emotionally honest about that in the inner journey stages, more emotionally honest about our, our motivations. And in that, we're beginning to have reawakened this, this greater longing for God for more of a deeper experience of his love and a deeper experience of his grace. Yeah, on the inner journey, uh, we, we talk a lot about this in Journey of the Soul because it's so fundamental and, and so not understood. So this is, this is one of those topics we could come back to and, and talk a lot more about. 
But one of the key things we teach, just to, just to uh, summarize this, this important stage, is that we're integrating emotional growth and spiritual growth. Now, we're doing that throughout all the stages and throughout our whole book on the journey of the soul, but especially at the I stage of the inner journey. And what happens is, is if we grow spiritually, say in Bible knowledge and in Christian activity and service, but we're not also growing emotionally, we're going to get stuck at that wall. And by the same token, if we're growing emotionally in self-awareness, maybe in a recovery group or maybe in counseling, and we're learning the language of feelings and we're learning how to be healthier uh, in, in, our, in our emotions and our soul and in our relationships, but we're not growing spiritually, we're not dealing with sin issues and forgiveness, and we're not longing for God and, and growing in our intimacy with God, we're also going to hit a wall in the Christ stages. And so our most robust growth that will lead us through the wall into the inner journey and this whole second half of, of the journey is as we're integrating the feelings and the faith, the emotional and the spiritual, putting them both together as we're following Jesus. And so then this, this inner journey stage that, that Christy is summarizing for us opens up for us the opportunity to be in the S stage of spirit-led ministry. And this is probably my favorite stage because, you know, it takes us back in many ways to the activity of the R stage. And, you know, I'm a doer. I'm, I'm an active person and I, I work hard and I love to serve the Lord and, and to do things for people. And so I know all about the R stage of responsibilities and ministry, and that's where I burned out before. But then going through this inner journey and cooperating with the Holy Spirit in new and deeper ways and rekindling my love relationship with God, doing this inner journey work, then I found that it opened me up into this whole new stage called spirit-led ministry where I could do the work for God, but not only for God, but doing it with God. Amen. And in the S stage, we call this the easy yoke stage. It's, it's from you know Matthew 11, Jesus' teaching about uh, come into my easy yoke. You know, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn these unforced rhythms of grace. Learn this freer and lighter way. I'm not going to put anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, Jesus says. And so we're really learning how to do this in the S stage. We, we might have understood the concepts earlier in the first half of our journey, but now on the other side of the wall, after doing that inner journey work, we're learning a new way of operating, a new way of depending on the, on the Holy Spirit. And so now we're able to do our work with God in God's presence. And this gives us greater joy. There's greater fruitfulness. There's just this sense of the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us. So that S stage is, is a wonderful stage. The symbol for the S stage that we use is a sailboat. Because we've learned to, by this point in our journey, we've learned to just rest in the ocean of God's love, his huge, immense, vast beauty. And we've learned to really trust him. We're not trying to power our boat anymore on our own where we burn out and run out of gas, but we're waiting for the wind of his spirit to move us. And we've learned to adjust our sails and we've learned to be content in the waiting and not try to get ahead of God and make things happen in our own strength. And we've also learned that when that wind of the Spirit comes and we had to adjust ourselves to move with it, we've learned the great joy in the adventure of that. When, when he's moving us along and we're you know, adjusting to his Spirit and seeing what he's doing, and it, it, it's a great joy and adventure with the Lord. And we've learned that we're wounded healers, that he uses those very areas where we were wounded uh, to bring about the greatest power in ministry. 
And the culminating stage in, in the Christ model is the T stage of transforming union. And this is where we're learning to, to pray without ceasing, to practice God's presence, and really to have this sense of, of trust and devotion and joy in Jesus and his Abba all the time. Even when we're not feeling it, we have, have a knowing. And even in times of trial, or even if we revisit the wall from the T stage, we, we've learned how to bless those that curse us, to, to love our enemies, to, to seek out people who are different than us, and, and to give them grace and, and compassion and, and empathy, and to, to see the good in other people, and to do all that with and for Jesus, to, br to bring glory to our Lord. And so the, the T stage is, is really we're being drawn there because it's sort of the ultimate in intimacy with God and in, and in Christ-likeness. And so in each of these Christ stages, we're being drawn towards this T stage, and, and it's a back-and-forth journey. And, and something that we'll, we'll want to come back to in another conversation is to talk about the different spiritual disciplines and soul care practices because this is like a huge takeaway in the journey of the soul is that at each of these stages we've just introduced you to, you, you who are listening or, or watching, in each of these different stages of faith and stages of emotional and spiritual growth, there are different disciplines, different practices, different soul care experiences that are going to be more helpful at one stage or another. So we introduce to you a great variety of ways you can connect with God and experience God's grace and, and love the Lord and love other people. And so as you learn these different practices and how to focus them on the stage that you're in currently, your home stage, that's what really opens you up to experience more of God's grace and to really grow closer to Jesus, to become more like him, to become more loving. In each of the stages, we do experience temptations differently. And we experience different ways that we can connect and experience God's grace and respond to it. And so in, in the book, we have questions, Pathfinder's questions, where you can identify which stage you're in, as well as having this, this chart that will show you kind of trail markers for where you are in your stage. And it'll help you understand why you're experiencing God and others and yourself the way that you are. And it'll help you to understand how to participate with the work of the Spirit in your life. At each stage in the Christ stages, God is expanding our soul to receive more of his grace. And as we receive more of his grace, we're also able to overflow more of his grace to others. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. Uh, we're going to come back um, you know, a, a second segment, uh, when I have you guys back here, uh, we're going to, like Dr. Bill said, we're going to focus on those uh, different uh, disciplines as we talk about the inner journey, the inner journey. This is power-packed, uh, 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 you know, resources and the information that you need, that I need to excel. Now, where can people go to learn more about Journey of the Soul and the resources, training, and care soul shepherding you provide? Well, you can buy a copy of Journey of the Soul wherever books are sold. You know, for instance, on Amazon, you can also buy the leader guide there that we've written that goes with the book. And so that would help you to lead a small group or teach a class or even if you're a pastor to preach a sermon series. And you can get all of the knowledge and information and related resources for Journey of the Soul on a special website, journeyofthesoul.org. So we have things on there like uh, free videos for each of the 
chapters in the book, and we have uh, sermon notes for people who are teachers or, or preachers, and we have uh, soul talk cards that are a fun way in your devotions or w- with a friend or in a small group. You can just flip out a, a card. It's like a, like a deck of playing cards, and on each card is a, is a Bible verse for one of the stages and a soul talk question. And so there's over 50 cards on there. You just flip them, and they're very attractive, and it's a fun way to learn the Christ stages. So all that is on journeythesoul.org. And our ministry is soulshepherding.org. And you can learn all about us. We can come to your church and do a, a training or do a speaking, uh, do classes, do retreats. We have a Soul Shepherding Institute where you can join us and, and earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction from us. So, so many things that we do, other books, other resources. And what we're all about is, is following Jesus with you. And we want to help you do that with uh, a healthy soul and in loving relationships. And so be, you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. And uh, it's just fun to do life together and draw closer to Jesus as we do that. Now, you can see all those information right now on the screen there. Uh, this has been uh, such a powerful, powerful time with uh, Dr. Bill and uh, Dr. Christie. I just want to say thank you so very much for coming on this program. Oh, you're welcome. It's a joy to be with you. And I just, you know, just love your message of seeking to really encourage and equip people in their faith so they'll truly be unstoppable. And, you know, we're unstoppable when we know that God's love is unstoppable and unfailing. And as we learn the language of feelings and faith, it really helps us to, to tie into this uh, incredible, unfailing love of God so that we will keep going and persevere and even excel in our journeys. I look forward to have you on the program once again uh, very, very soon here. We're going to schedule that. Thanks so much. We look forward to it. And to our viewers, may the Lord bless you. I hope you picked up uh, so many powerful nuggets. I picked up one from uh, Dr. Christie. She said, we are a hundred uh, warriors. Listen, we are a hundred warriors, but you don't have to stop. You got to look to God. You got to focus on God. You got to surrender to the presence and the power of God and the Holy Spirit so that you can be all that God created you to be. I encourage you to get this book, Journey of the Soul. You can see it right on the screen there. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord watch over you. Until then, shalom, shalom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.